Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale and Josh Prov. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Hey, beautiful Saturday out there, dude. Nah. It's uh, getting to be different. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, uh, I mean, that depends on your uh, perspective. Sometimes difference good, I guess. So. Not for me, but sometimes difference good. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's coming. We just got to get through it. So yep. we got to get yep. it. Old man winter's coming. We just got to get through it and everything else, too, from that standpoint. So, hey. Anyway, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, you want to talk about this stupid strike that's going on, love to talk to you yeah. about that, too, and get everybody's opinion on that strike also, too. So let's get the phones ringing, 316-462-3673. And you get a great price package, about over 130 bucks for each and every car. As always, Josh, what's in that package? Uh, so we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use uh, Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mount Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components uh, on that vehicle, just making sure that it's ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogens for your tires, so you get all the great benefits uh, that nitrogen has to offer. Which this uh, time of year, uh, that's a that's a huge benefit. And then uh, BG products, which consist of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next five thousand miles of driving. So, all right, let's make it happen. Three one six four six two three six seven three. There's Delbert this morning. Delbert, how you doing, buddy? Anyway, Josh. Uh, Lots of exciting stuff happening. Uh, we got some uh, uh, an interesting class coming up Monday. Yeah, yeah, we and, do. Uh, for everybody wanting to know what that is, we're, we have a trainer coming here to train us more up on the OEV side. So it's our last final class we have to go through, become EV certified, which will become a Model E dealer starting January 1. And uh, I'm not sure we got everything done and ready to go yet, Josh, but uh, it's, we're, uh, we're, we're checking boxes on the list let's say that getting, yeah getting pretty close to getting all those checked off so and we're finally getting some inventory we got some mockies we got some lightnings in stock instead of just waiting on uh um the orders order units, yep. order units and stuff to come in so if you need to really want to come take one for a test drive you need to come check it out and i know there's all kinds of negativity out there there's all kinds of what they call it again range anxiety yes and all that kind of stuff and everything too so uh i get it I do understand it's new. It's different. It's not what we're used to. It's not what we're up against. Uh, running to a fuel station and letting it fill full of tanks in 10 or 15 minutes while we run in, grab us something to drink and back out we go. Uh, so I get it. Uh, the electric car for me is not for everybody. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, you know, I definitely think that there's a, a market for it or a niche for it. And it would be uh, more of almost like uh, having both options, you know, a husband drive one, a wife drive another type deal. And, you know, it may work one day for one person and the next day for the other. But to not have to stop at a fuel station, I, don't, you know, I mean, think about that. You know, we were talking uh, about this topic uh, a little bit the last uh, last Saturday and uh, just different things of the things I've passed, but I had a gentleman call in and he had a, a older Mustang. I don't remember what year it was. Uh, and then a newer Mustang as well. And then we talked about the Mach-E and, you know, talked about, uh, you know, he, his thing was, man, I don't want to give away my, the sound of that V8 engine, which there's a lot of people that, uh, uh, even in the F one fifties with the EcoBoost engine, you know, got to have the, have the V8, which I get, I understand that. But, you know, we were discussing that, you know, in 20 years from now, 
is a is a kid going to know what a V8 engine sounds like? You know, think about that. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I, I mean, it is true. And I'm with him, too. I love the sound of the V8s and all that kind of stuff. But I will tell you, when I drive that Mach-E GT, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, somebody that wants to go what, fast yeah, the, and whatever. The instantaneous torque that it has and everything like that. So there so. are pros and cons. and uh, But I'm going to tell you, everybody out there, if you want to keep driving your F-150s, we've got to adapt a little bit because the stats out there, one lightning sold let's ford build 10 more f-150s to hit these cafe ratings they got a hit yeah so you know there's all kinds of myths out there but the one thing is still sticking in my head josh when we went to atlanta and we met dealers you know when we go to ford meetings we're meeting dealers that are just in our in our area yeah this time we had dealers all over the country uh that we got to talk to and you know what they are those same dealers are are frustrated with the same things we're frustrated with uh, from that part and everything else too. So it was good to hear those things. But the one I really still sticks in my mind is for this one dealer to drive there, just get in a car and drive. It was 14 hours. Mm-hmm. So then we they plugged it in, they said, and to drive the electric car and to know, and then things we learned about how to, when to charge, how to charge, all that kind of stuff kind of blew me away too. That makes it, it took the time to drive an electric car, took it to 17. So it's three hours longer. But remember that 14 hours, you're not going to drive straight through. point to point. You're still going to have to stop and get fuel. You're going to have to stop and get something to eat. Yeah. Exactly. So three hours longer. So now you think about it. Is it really as bad as it seems? No. Now, is it going to be frustrating when you try to drive to Kansas City? When you can normally get in the car and be there in three hours, about anywhere you want to go in Kansas City. And some of the ranges, you could probably get there. Some of you really probably can't uh, from that part. So... There's things to get around. There's things to work around, all that kind of stuff. But I do think in the future, I could be wrong what I'm saying here or everything else too. I think the, the average household that has two cars, one will be an ICE car and one will be an electric car. I really, truly believe that's where we will be. Now, what that time frame will hit or whatever, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah, understand that. So anyway, uh, I think we got a caller, Delbert, calling in here in just a second. Jesse's got a good question here for you how are auto sales generally right now would you agree halstead is the best town in the country any comments about and any comments about jeff mccurry okay well we got a lot to talk about on this one <laughs> wow we better take the phone call first <laughs> so, let's let's go to uh let's go to the phones let's talk to delbert phil you compose a, a, an appropriate answer for the show <laughs> delbert good morning you're on live with under the hood Good morning, Josh and Phil. Hey, Good buddy. to hear you this morning. Yeah, how's everything down <laughs> in Oklahoma? Oh, you know, not bad. I was actually up in Wichita last week for uh, some issues with my grandson, but he got some infection. We had to put him in the hospital for three weeks. Ooh, Ooh, everything okay? Yeah, he's doing good. He's walking around today. He, he got hurt at school and injured his leg, and they sewed it up, and it got infected while he was up in Wichita. So we just took him to Wesley over there at Children's Center. Well, I hope they took good care of him. Sent home. So. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. We, I, hope I they just took, heard him. He's fine. He's okay. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. But um, something we talk about every year this time, I think, is tires, air, and tires. Now, yeah. I have a weird one, though. So I had a rear left tire that went low on me overnight one night. Okay, no big deal. I had to probably pick something up. My tires are fairly new. There's only about 8,000 miles on them. And uh, so I thought, well, maybe I pick something up. So I fill it up. And the next day, that, that next afternoon, it's it's down again about 10 pounds. 
okay, same day, not a big weather change day. So then I'm up in Wichita and it did the same thing. So I filled it up with my little portable air pump that comes with the car. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Put it up to 36 PSI. Okay. That's probably a little more than I need to have in it, but 36 PSI. Okay. It held and it's still holding after three days of having to put air in it. Is that weird or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly is. There's a couple things, I mean, that could be uh, going on with it. One I think of right off the bat is just the temperature and the tire expanding and contracting because of the temperature, uh, you know, depending upon. Well, the, you know, I think three to six pounds would be normal for that. Yeah. But this was 12 and 15 and, and one day it was uh, down to uh, 12 pounds of air in the tire. So I thought, well, like I said, I thought maybe there was something in there. Yeah, there's there, there still could be. There's a leak somewhere <laughs> for sure, and you know, there's yeah. so much depends on. But it's still holding, and I've been driving the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, so, so much depends on you know where where if there's uh, something in the tire, where you park, you know, uh, things like that. The other thing I'm wondering is about just the valve stem itself. That's what I was saying. Yeah, is there something? I going thought on about with that the, with the valve too, stem. Maybe something got stuck in the valve stem temporarily, and after hitting it a couple, three, four times, it decided to uh, get rid of that piece of trash that was in the valve stem. That's the only other thing I can think of. But yep. uh, I, I got to so. say, I've never had that happen in all the years. I've had, you know, the normal airflow, air low, and come back now, in, can you, in, it's fine. On your car, can you monitor the pressures on the dash? I can't remember what years all that stuff changed. Can yes. you, you can watch. You yes, can watch. I, can. Mm-hmm. I would be having that on my dash at all times. I could watch that and just see what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just me. That's how I am. I mean, I, I, I did, and I thought, well, if nothing else, if it starts, you know, the tires heat up and it comes up in pressure, then I'm good. And that's what it did. It went from 36 to 39. And, you know, then as your tires cool off, it goes back down to 36. But I just thought it was weird that it would be just fine after four times of putting air into it. And it's just fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I still bet it's going to start leaking again. Or maybe you got lucky. Like I said, it was the valve core itself that actually somehow got something. Where we can then put in the air in it a couple times, blew stuff through it or whatever, or made it reseed or something too. I don't know, but I would be, I'd, yeah, I'd be driving that 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 because I know at that time of year everybody's going to have air issues with their tires. We always have to remind them that the temperature yep. is going to change your pressures on your tires, and you need to monitor that a little bit better this time of year. I don't know. My time, Make my sure thing about yeah, my time about that too is always this even more better. Is this is where nitrogen comes into play more better with tires is in the cold weather than anything. But it, it is good all year round. Don't get me wrong. But uh, these temperature changes, like we have, compressed air is going to lose, but it never gains it back. Nitrogen holds that pressure very well. Uh, so this is mm-hmm. really a, an ultimate time of the year to to get that nitrogen put in your tires. Or have nitrogen. And, and the first time I did put some nitrogen in it from uh, Costco, we have two Costco's down here that have nitrogen tanks that you can fill up the tires with. So yeah, I'd be curious what that in. There. You need to ask them what percentage of nitrogen they're putting in there for you. I'd really be curious what that is. From yeah, Costco. it's an automated machine, so I don't know. I have to read it better. Maybe it has it on there, but I the doubt it's a hundred percent. You know. <laughs> well, since you've done that, the next maybe the next time you can be here, we can actually yeah, uh, got a tester. We have a tester that tests the percentage of nitrogen that's in the tires. Okay, cool. Let me test and see what you got. So yeah, I need to get that in there. I was just like I said, I I just wasn't thinking of coming to see you guys because of the issue we were having with my grandson. But yep. Well, I hope I'm yeah. glad he's okay. Glad he's not too serious. I guess it was kind of serious, but I'm glad it's getting better. 
Yeah, it, it was, but he, he's good to go. <laughs> now we just got to keep him down and let it heal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck on that one. That would have been me yeah, at that exactly. age. You never kept me down. I can promise you that. <laughs> oh, we're, we're having issues there, but I'm working it. <laughs> yep. Well, okay, buddy. Um, all right, you keep guys. Keep us posted on all the time pressure. I'd be interested. ridiculous. I'm the only one calling into the show. So we got to get some more calls. I get it. Yeah, let's get them going. Let's get the phones ringing. Delbert, have a great day, buddy. And as always, you guys as well. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, buddy. Bye-bye. 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 All right, we'll get back to some questions. Uh, we got Jeff Daniel listening, Bill. Good morning. Uh, a lot of people chiming in here. In the, which Delbert's right. Hilbert's about our only caller. Yeah. We've got to call some people out here uh, on this deal. So now, Tim Daniel, he's driving through. He's left and is headed to Virginia, driving his F-150. And he tells me, keep drinking the Kool-Aid. And you're right, Tim. I'd had to drink a little bit of Kool-Aid. Not a lot, but a little. But I'm still telling you, if you want to keep driving your F-150 down the road, you're going to have to buy one of these electric cars. I'm promising you. It's going to happen. I know you don't think so. And maybe you don't have to. But I know how much you love your F-150 and how much you love that Blue Cruise. And he's also upset at me, Josh, because I can't update him to the 1.2 instead of the 1.0 uh, that he's on, too. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that Ford will come up with something down the road that can do that. But I don't know. And I think there's more sensors that's in the truck yeah. that have to do more sensing and stuff like that to, to be able to upgrade it from so, that part. I don't know. That's the other thing. I wonder when we get to this 24 model, uh, because they were talking about equipping everything with Blue Cruise and then you just buy the software for it. Uh, well, is one of the and things that's the, that we that's talked the thing. about out there. I, you have to figure that out too, Justin. I'm ordering the 24s already. Are you? And they give you a 90-day free trial. Okay. Or you can add the Blue Cruise permanently to the truck for 2100 so I'm just when well, I'm kind of lost huh, about it, yeah. And what's how that's going to work? What we'll do that or whatever. But I would think you'd be able to go back and upgrade that truck. Yeah, is what I'm thinking, but I don't. But know. as far as when you're specking out a truck or options, it doesn't give you an option for Blue Cruise or not, or it does, and it's just yeah. It gives me a 90 day free trial. It says, and then it gives me a 2100 option that puts it on the truck, and that's your only two options. Yeah. So it's the software. You're just permanently buying the software for it's a lifetime subscription for the 2100 or whatever. That's what I'm bet. thinking. Yeah. So, and we'll learn more about that as it comes along here too. So let's go back to Jesse McCurry. How are auto sales generally right now? I will tell you, Jesse, it's uh, uh, everybody's is concerned about the interest rates and I get that. Uh, long story short, our sales good. Yeah. We're still doing pretty good because people still are wearing out these cars. These new models are great. Uh, that sort of thing. You got to remember a lot of people didn't get to trade back during COVID time and all that kind of stuff. So we didn't have the inventory, didn't have yeah. what they wanted, that kind of thing. We finally have some new vehicles on the ground. We got a lot coming in the next 30, 60, 90 days. It's crazy how much, as long as this stupid strike doesn't kill us on this part. And that's what I can get all, get me wound up on that deal too, from that standpoint. But what I will say about the interest rates and everybody, when you look at what the rates are, I get it. They're stupid right now. Highest they've been, I don't know, 20 years or whatever it might be. But also remember, when you take out a 72-month contract, how many of you really, really make 72 payments? You're still going to trade that car at 28, 32 months, usually. Most people do. So when you look at that big interest rate, you're only paying it for a short amount of time. If you go back and calculate the dollars that it really is, the difference of a 2 to 3% increase, it is more. I get it. But when you calculate it over the old side of that, it's really not as bad as you think it might be. And I think that's what we're we're trying to use those numbers and show the consumers as they come in what they are doing with the how much money it is really difference back and forth and for that thing. Now, Ford has got a great program out there now. And I was really leery about it at first, but it's called a flex buy. Yeah. And it's it's kind of another way to, of leasing a car 
you have one payment for 36 months, you have the next payments, you know, jump on you. But they're giving you an incentivized rate, which makes it very enticing from that standpoint. So I, I was worried that the, taking a lower payment, you wouldn't be in an equity position like you would be the other way. But when you got an incentivized rate like that, that's where the difference in the payment comes into play. So it helps you get to where you can get into that car again for 36 months at a little bit lower rate and save your payment stuff too. So some options out there, Jesse, that have that Ford has come out with that I think is really a great option. You just got to be ready about 32, 33 months to make sure what decision you need to make to move forward from that part. So anyway, and yes, Jesse, I do agree. Halstead is the best town <laughs> in the country. Born and raised there, everything else. I do appreciate that too. Now, Josh, I'm going to flip it over to you. <laughs> he wants to know any comments about the old Mr. Jeff McCurry. I haven't heard from Jeff in a while. It's been a day or two, huh? Yeah. I guess I, no, that's not true. We've been talking back and forth about the football. Are you still in the football program? Well, I don't want to talk about it. You're out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. So, oh, God, I haven't made my choice yet, I don't think. All four of us went out week one, got back in. Yeah, I went out week one, too. And then. Uh, so, I get about today. Jeff has a, a pot, pot, a football pot. You put in 20 bucks, and you just got to guess a winner of the, uh, each any, week. Any game. Sounds really easy, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> Pick a winner. All and you got to do. Uh, so went out, went out the first, all four of us went out the week one and then bought back in for week two. And I made it to, I think three or four. And now both me and my wife are out and the kids are still in. So, well, I'm still in, I got to figure out how far, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have made my pick. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of frustrating to be right honest with you. All you got to do is pick a winner out of, you know, out of all the teams. Sounds pretty simple, <laughs> <Doesn't>, <laughs> <is it? laughs> but it's not. But uh, the problem with it is everybody's going out there and making sure they're picking a sure winner now. Well, good luck with on, that. goes yeah. on forever. I don't know. There's nothing. Somebody there, can upset. I yeah, get there's it. There's nothing about that that's sure. Yeah. So, so anyway, so still back to we, we've got two questions answered of Jesse. We're still on the third one. Anyway. Well, I, he's probably, I wish it, he maybe just should call in, but he's probably working hard. <laughs> whoa, 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 what'd you say? <laughs> Working I didn't know if he was listening or not. No, I bet he's listening. I bet a few others out there in that Mount Hope area are listening too, chiming in, laughing. Probably, probably what's happening right now, they've fallen out of the tractor driving along or something because they're playing. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Jeff, I challenge you calling that, calling you out. Call us up, tell us what you're doing. Also, and I need to know if I made my pick this week. I can't remember. Get out of bed. Oh, get out of bed. He was up late last night, Josh. Gotcha. Okay. He was working late last night. <laughs> so, hey, anyway, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, it don't matter. Anything in automobile put in the world we want to talk about it. You want to talk about this stupid strike? I'd love to talk to you about that, too. Anyway, 316-462-3673. So, anyway, the strike. The shutdown in Kentucky now, Josh. Yeah. After we finally just got Super Duty turning rolling. and burning yeah. again. Uh, we finally have some stock of, of Super Duty. The first time in three years I've had any stock at all for Super Duties. And I've got a bunch of them coming, and I'm thinking, oh, we're finally over this hump. And then they go out there, and they have to shut it down. And, you know, I, I – I, And by shut it down, like no production's coming oh, out Oh, it's there. done. Yeah. yeah, they shut it down. 8,700 workers went on strike. And I'm going to tell you, if I would – if Lisa would give me half the raise that these guys are asking for, yeah. my God. Uh, from that part and everything else too. And then that fade, he wants to sit out there and, and go crazy on everybody. I, let's get realistic here. Let's get understanding of the part of what we need to do to keep this whole 
economy running. I don't Rolling. think they, yeah. they, I don't think it, everybody's realizing all the suppliers, all the thing it's shutting down. It's not just shutting down these assembly lines and these 8,700 workers, all the suppliers that are supplying parts to that super duty line or even in the Bronco uh, and the Ranger plants are, are down. I mean, it's just, let's, let's get realistic on what we need to do here to help this economy go and everything else too. And I agree. Everybody needs a pay raise. I get cost of living. I get all that stuff goes into play, but I think all three of these manufacturers have made some serious good offers out there. To increase these workers. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, you're, I don't know, it is hurting Ford, you know, and it is hurting Chevy and it is hurting Dodge, but you're pissing off the consumer and that's who's, that's who's buying your product, you know? Uh, And I don't know. And I, here's my next thing is if everybody doesn't realize that how much it's going to increase the price of a car, you're crazy. That's the only thing it's going to, it's driving me crazy too. It's going to take the value, what they Mm -hmm. have to charge for these cars uh, to make a profit. I know everybody's saying they've made all these millions and all this kind of stuff, but yeah, that they, they last time I checked, the company's there to make money. Uh, and they got to do it so they can have money to reinvest in better products and everything else and move down on. I'm not just talking about Ford. I'm talking about GM. I'm talking about Solaris. Yeah. They all got to have money to make money, to reinvest, research and development, to make new products and put, put it back together. And I don't think everybody in that line is understanding that. I know they need a pay raise. They got one. They got a heck of a pay raise. Uh, from that part. And then, uh, you know, Fane wants to talk about how much these executives make. Uh, and I understand it looks like some big numbers and stuff, but you know what? They're making some pretty hefty decisions and things that have to do to run that company that the average person can't make those decisions, can't run these companies. And would decide also at the end whether the company ends up turning a profit or not or, you know, whatever from there, too. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, if you want to talk about anything in automobile world strikes, whatever, 316 462 3673. You know, uh, last week we talked about, uh, um, well, just uh, special events. So cars with uh, special events, you know. So uh, if you went what you took to prom or uh, the the wedding is what brought that up and the the Shelby. So how did that deal go over? Because that was kind of cool, I'm guessing. As far as temperature-wise, kind of cool that evening. Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, You know, I couldn't ask for better weather for the the wedding last weekend and stuff. Had a great time and... uh, I can't believe it's over. I can't believe it happened. <laughs> I thought it was so far out and all of a sudden, boom, here it is. Uh, but yeah, we had a good time and Sam and Ellie are coming back from their honeymoon today, tonight. So, Oh, very cool. Uh, from that part. But yeah, the Shelby was pretty cool. Uh, I was kind of nervous at first, but I took Sam out for a little test drive and everything. So he knew how to drive and stuff. But I did forget about one thing, Josh. It was going to be dark when they left. Headlights. Forgot to, tell, forgot to tell him how to turn the headlights on. <laughs> But that's all right. Jake followed him and everything else was cool. And I don't know what happened out there. We had to warm the car up for a little bit. <laughs> I'm guessing it was uh, guessing it was kind of cool. Well, that's not really the temperature wasn't too bad. The engine needed warmed up yeah. a little bit. They need to be make sure the throttle worked okay and when they took off. I don't know what happened there. But I that's called it, a carburetor. I think it hit the rev limiter a couple of oh, times. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't know if he was following me just, there Just to make sure everything was good. That's right. I just need to make sure that, you know, accelerator pedal had enough, <laughs> accelerator pump had enough fuel in it. I tell you, and so we talk about, you know, Model E's and or electric vehicles and stuff to not be able to hear that thing. Like, I, I don't know, that thing with the side pipes and that big block in it is so distinctive, you know. Uh, for, yeah. For, it's it's so fun to drive to when I, I drove it from my house down to the, the uh, event down at the Hudson there and it's everybody just loves that car. Yeah. You know, just waving at you and honking at you and stuff like that too. But but you're right, when I went under those bridges downtown and stuff. <laughs> you were one I of think, those guys. This thing cackles pretty good. <laughs> oh one of those yeah. guys. Uh but I will tell you it's it's not 
easy to drive in. Yeah. We it, got a little work on that car to do to the, you know, steering wheels vibrate pretty good at about 70. Well, and I don't know, you know, sitting in those Hoosier tires and stuff. Well, I, I kind of thought that too, pretty, but I thought it would, quick. I thought it would, uh, come out of that, but it never did. Kind of the more you drive it. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, and I get it just setting flat on those tires and everything else too. But, uh, uh, yeah, it just, it, it didn't come out of there. Of course we just need to, we need to, We've kind of put that thing on the back burner, and we need to get this winter. Yeah. We need to get it off the back burner and stuff like that. Get it ready to go to have some more fun with it. So, uh, yeah, Jim Petty called in, had a great story. Uh, you know, um, about being down. I think it was Daytona 500. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and them taking a lap around the track up there and stuff. And uh, you know, there was a couple other folks that called in, but then the other thing that I was going to ask, and we didn't get to it last week, was what's the cheapest amount you've paid for a vehicle? that run and drive hundred bucks. Yeah. I can think of, uh, I can think of a couple different vehicles that were, you know, pretty, pretty inexpensive. And, uh, and then how far did that vehicle go before it needed some repair? Okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you a story though. That makes kind of, kind of a weird deal. Me and my buddy, Johnny Walton, I wish you was still here or still around and stuff too. Uh, but one, Sunday, we're just cruising around there in, in the big, greatest little city in in in, in, in the in the country, as Jesse says. Uh, and we see this '65 Chevelle, okay, sitting over here by a company. We pull up, kind of checking it out and everything, and it's got a four-speed in it. It's got a set of big old, you know, back then we had the G60 tires, 60 15s yeah. on the back of her, you know. And I uh, opened the hood up. It's got a big block in it. Then I looked a little closer and I saw the aluminum intake. So I knew that was a 396, 425 horse. Most 396 were 375. But when you when they put the aluminum intake on it, that other things to it, it took it to 425 horsepower. So we knock on the door. Guy comes out and says, hey, what's the deal on this car? He says, I'm so mad at this car. I can't stand it. I can't make it run. I can't do anything with it. I'm just frustrated. Johnny goes, well, what do you want for it? He says, 400 bucks. Man, Johnny looked at me and I said, damn, why didn't I ask that first? But <laughs> so we went back to Johnny's house, went flying back here at 400 bucks, grabbed my dad's scout, towed it out to Johnny's house. So Johnny's dad had a shop. Johnny's dad was, is, we call him Juice. He was a technician here in Wichita for many, many years. So they had a shop out there too at his house. We pulled it out there and uh, the dang thing, all he had wrong was the distributor was mistimed. Oh, no. <laughs> so we timed the distributor, put some fuel in it. Rent and it started real quick. We uh, drove it down to Wichita International Raceway, and I think we were turning thirteen second quarters. <laughs> Spent five another hundred bucks on the car. Yeah. Now today, then Johnny uh, was going to restore the car, and it was in the process of that. And Johnny passed away and stuff too, which is another sad scene and stuff too. But a gentleman there in Halsey, I don't know if he still got it. I got the car from Johnny's dad and restored it completely oh, back really? to original factory stuff it was all stock basically but uh car's worth a lot of money i, I was told he was offered a million dollars for it and turned it down wow I knew, I knew johnny knew that too going yeah. back that that's why he was trying to he kept it for all those years yeah huh, so that's crazy 
Yeah, real quick. I don't know if he still got it or not. It's but that's that's really my best story. Four hundred bucks, put a hundred bucks in it. Oh yeah, thirteen then, second quarters. And <laughs> take it down to the drag strip, and you're driving it by the guy's house that got rid of it just hours before. That might be a little tough. I'm telling you. I don't, and I'm going to tell you, I don't think the guy realized how rare that car was because it was a four and a quarter horse, three ninety six four speed, and it had a four fifty six Maserati in it. He just just he was so mad he yeah, couldn't figure it out, and I get it. I yeah. get it. Been there. None yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jesse wants to know how many shirts can be shot on that cannon in five minutes on average. Woo. <laughs> it can shoot four at a time, Jesse. We don't do four at a time anymore, but we do. We could. Here's what I'm going to tell you about the shirt. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy running it, okay. He's, he's, uh, his danger level is minimal. But the guy stuffing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we've had some pretty, there, pretty close deals there. Haven't we? <laughs> there has got to be some timing involved in that deal. I do uh, have a couple of pictures of some shirts that they've actually caught. I mean, them things are going by my head. Well, what I'm wondering. So you go to any one of these little towns or the parades that we do, or even Hutch. You know how many shirts are on roofs oh, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. We or in trees, <laughs> or. <laughs> Now, I would yeah. tell you the, the funniest one. I shouldn't say funniest one. The best one of the bunch is we were out here at an event. And, uh, and I, I'm telling you, this is exactly the God's truth. Everybody doesn't believe me, but this is the God's truth. I was in the back of our deuce shooting shirts at this event here at the dealership, and it quit shooting. You hit the button, and you, it would click, but nothing would happen. So Lisa's son, Logan, sat down and had the gun in his lap sitting there and we're trying sideways. to sideways sideways yeah so we're trying to figure out why the thing wouldn't go and uh our general sales manager time the tv stations were there and they're getting ready to do an interview and we're jacking around with trying to figure out if there's a line off or what's going on and logan hits that button and there's a shirt in that gun and it hits him right square in the butt <laughs> and i tell you that was about the funniest damn thing i ever seen in my life if, if we tried to do that again we never would have done it he turned around the guy's all he acted like he got hurt oh come on <laughs> it hurt you yeah that's the truth we did not plan that it just happened and everybody doesn't believe me see look at josh he's thinking you know what but it did. It was so. But that shot, that T-shirt shot out of there. I seen that hit him right in the butt. I could not stand. I was rolling. It was so funny. That was so funny. It was great. There is a. You know, I think there's been maybe an attempt a time or two to to reenact that. I suppose, but nobody's ever really See, had. The, you couldn't yeah, do it. Nobody's ever really had the guts to fire that thing off into a crowd intentionally. And I don't know. My luck. I'd. Smack some kid eating ice cream or something. Well, okay, we had when we had the event way back on the uh, we had the MMA fights out here, and I was shooting shirts at a, on a break. And Might not be a crowd you want to shoot shirts into. Uh, I don't know. Not, I hit that guy. I, I didn't intentionally try to hit him, but he hit him right square in the head. He jumped up. I thought he was going to come up and whip my you know what, but he, it wasn't on purpose, dude. Yeah. You got to be watching. Got to be listening. Got to be watching. Things fly out of the sky at all times. So. Hey, anyway, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Oh, Jesse's on fire today with all the great questions and stuff, too. So, Jesse, thanks for all those great questions. But uh, love to hear from you. Get a great price package, about over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. So we talked about uh, Model E or the Mach-E's that we have here. So seen quite a few of those roll in here over the last over the last week or so, what what would you say inventory wise that we have? Uh, I'm going to say there's probably four or five Mach E sitting here, and I know I got three Lightnings yeah. right now, and uh, so it's fun. 
like I said, it's finally we're getting stock. Mm-hmm. Before we just been putting all the reservations and orders out there and stuff too for everybody that uh, uh, had ordered their cars or put the reservations in. So it's fun now that we're finally getting some inventory that people can come test drive and see and go and everything else too from that part. So haven't drove one? Come check it out. You'll be surprised, pleasant surprise. And as as Tim says, keep drinking the Kool Aid. Keep drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep selling F one fifties, Tim. That's yeah. all I want to do. Yeah. And that's what it's going to take to get some of these things moving. Is is actually selling some of these lightnings. And I'm telling you, come drive one, come check it out. The other thing I was saying with that class we went to is when we planned out how often do you need to charge? I think everybody's freaked out about that because the anxiety about it, I get it. But you don't have to charge these things every day. The average person drives 27 miles or 20, 37 miles a day or whatever. You got a range of 250 miles. You don't have to charge it every day. So have they said anything about having to put any in the uh, CTP, the courtesy transportation program? It's yeah. available to put them in there and stuff from that part. And, uh, I don't know. We might do that. I haven't. Uh, <clears throat> I still think there's a lot of anxiety when they yeah. someone takes one too for that part, not knowing. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the unknown. We gotta, you know, and that's it. I think just get the information to consumers to let them know what it really entails and what it does, and then you make your decision on what you think you might want to do or not do or whatever. What works best for you? Yeah, and uh, you know what works best for you might not be what's best for everybody else in that part. So, anyway. Josh, uh, what else is on here? You know, it's been a, definitely a busy week uh, back in service and down at Quicklane again. And, uh, you know, we've uh, we've done a lot with recalls here lately. And I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about uh, about recalls. Uh, you get a lot of uh, let's I'm going to I'm going to call it. Let's say a lot of help from the media <laughs> on recalls. I don't call that help. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily. And, you know, from a consumer standpoint, it is very confusing. I can I can understand that completely. Uh, and we talk about this quite a bit in the in the meetings in the morning meetings and and with the with the employees but just being in the in the industry um you know day in and day out and and as much volume as we do and as as uh many uh customers or vehicles as we see in a day uh it's very easy to become callous to you know the the verbiage or or wordage that that is used and um you know in this i I'm sure there's other industries that are uh, equally like like this as far as having uh, you know acronyms for for everything. Yeah. Um, and just being in our industry, it's like okay, hold on, you gotta you gotta kind of take a time out, take a step back, and realize that you're the your the person that you're interacting with doesn't understand or doesn't right. know, and not to be degrading or you know. Um, because I wouldn't expect somebody to know, but just to assume that they do know what's going on or why it's that way. And then you get the the media that blast out that, you know, Hey, any gear maker model of this vehicle has a, has a recall. 350,000 yeah. cars. It's not a, it's not a, it's well, not, not that, that's not that many. Okay. Yeah. Or the percentage of them that fail is very, very low. Or, you know, years ago, uh, I think when the manufacturers came out with a recall, it was, I mean, the, the amount of time that it took to understand that you had a problem, figure out what was going on, uh, get people involved uh, to come up with a resolution, get parts available to the dealership uh, to be able to repair it. Like nothing was even said until really you got to that point, until there was a resolution, there was parts available, and yeah, I mean, you could actively fix that recall. Back in my day, we found out about recall because the, the parts would show up. Yeah. And I mean, we would know. 
and now that's just not that case. Yeah, and then we frantic could go see if we could find the bulletin that the they put out there to read it up to see what was what the recall was for and everything else too. Yeah, and and so now uh, you know anytime that they do something, they can even make it as much as a stop sell. In other words, so a new vehicle that's delivered to us, we're unable to sell it to a consumer because it has a recall on it, and yep. the the amount of units that are affected in a recall have have dramatically dropped just because of how quick that they're able to get that information out. But then also like they're not waiting until there's a part available or it's to well, manufactured into the dealer and stuff like that. And the reason point. some the reason all that changed is there was a manufacturer out there that covered up a recall mm-hmm. and covered it up big time and got investigated and all kind of stuff too. So that's not why now they have to, as soon as they know it's there. Well, and it's it, to me, it, it's kind of crazy on some of the things that they're recalling. I mean, you get in a a, oh. a new vehicle now that like the vehicle has to have a backup camera in order to be, a, you know, the, if it doesn't have a backup camera, they're recalling it. And, you know, I get it from the safety standpoint and is a vehicle with a backup camera safer than one that's not a hundred percent, but also how many years did we not have backup cameras and everybody was able to drive? Okay. You know, um, yeah. it, it, to me, yeah, to I, me, there's a difference between, I guess, uh, safety and, uh, you know, uh, a need and a necessity, I guess. You're right. And yeah, I get that too, Josh. And it's, uh, I just don't understand some of the stop sales or not being able to sell them or whatever. Uh, you know, a recall back to me back in my day when I started doing this stuff, it was a safety item. Huh. I, I don't understand why a backup camera is a safety item. I mean, yeah, it's a convenience. It's great. It's easy. I still remember when I was teaching Jake and Ellie to drive. And of course, the cars I had had backup cameras on. And that's what you're using. Uh, You learn how to back up a car without a backup camera to look where you're at. Use your mirrors. Do the stuff like I was trained and stuff. But now today, I hate to tell you, I don't use those mirrors. I'm losing that backup (laughs) camera. know where I'm going. Because you think about it. I mean, it's just like the other day. I went into a restaurant and grabbed some some dinner. And as I'm coming out, I hit that ready to back up. And I looked. I was safe, and all of a sudden, it started beeping at me. I guess yeah. I could see that car coming sideways and made me stop. Well, you know what? I would have backed up in front of that guy. Maybe I would have had an accident when I wouldn't have. But so I think it saved a lot. Sure, but I don't understand why we got to stop sell a car because of backup camera. I don't understand that. And so going back to kind of uh, you know just the the recall status is that the numbers of them that are out there I think are way shorter than what uh, or way smaller than what what they used to be uh, as just far as the overall number of units that typically get recalled just because they're able to uh, identify them so much quicker than what they, what they used to. Well, but then also from, uh, from our standpoint, like what it takes to the manufacturer says, okay, there's a recall or the media says, okay, there's a recall. But then by the time we actually are able to get the parts and repair that, or whether it's programming or hard parts or whatever, uh, it could be a substantial amount of time. And I don't like it because the consumer thinks that we're the ones that are dragging our feet on it. And it's, that's not the case, you know? Um, And it's hard to explain that to somebody. Very hard to explain that to somebody. Very hard to understand that we're trying to do what we can. It's it's kind of like some of these new vehicles that I want people to have. They're mad at me because they don't have them yet. I had a guy yesterday, Maddie's Bronco's not here yet. If you don't think I want to have your Bronco and deliver to you a long time ago, I do. Yeah. It's not, it's just, it's beyond our control of, you know, we've done what we can to get them. And so it's, it's frustrating our end just as well. 
the other thing. That's why I want these union workers to get back to work. Let's get this supply chain fixed. Let's get the let's get everybody working. Let's get everybody happening. Let's let's get this economy fired back off where it needs to be. And we're not going to get there by striking. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Anyway, we got a caller on the line. Yeah, we do. You get them patched through here. Uh, okay, get pushed through. Get Jeff timed in here in just a second. We'll get him timed in and see what's on Jeff's mind here this morning. So anyway, hey, three one six four six two three six seven three. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries? Love to hear from you. We'll get Jeff on the line here and see what's on his mind this morning uh, from that part. So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see if we can get him past in here stuff too. So anyway, the other thing about recalls too is uh, so many of these recalls are strictly a software update. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that can fix things real quick. So I was talking, uh, I was talking with uh, Tim, our shop foreman about that last night. Um, Cause we were going through, we've, uh, we've got a vehicle back there that we're fighting and it's, uh, it's for a, uh, uh, the crankcase pressure on a vehicle uh it's a code a code for the uh ventilation system of the engine and it seems like the tolerance on these things are just so tight let's uh let's go to the phone we'll talk to uh jeff uh good morning jeff you're on live with under the hood morning guys how are y'all perfect you i'm doing great how's the kool-aid man (laughs) (laughs) everybody needs to drink a little does taste pretty good sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. So, but anyway, yeah, I just say, no. I was just called in, uh, say good morning, uh, check on you guys. Uh, funny story. I uh, had mom and dad here this weekend. Yeah, I knew they were coming by on their way to yeah. Virginia. Yep. Yeah, and so mom's giving me an update on the wedding and everything, and she goes, "I met Josh. <laughs> he is the nicest man I've ever oh, met." Oh no! Someone well, told her. I thought. Well, <laughs> I was just being that way because my wife was with me. So, <laughs> well, yeah. No, guys, I, go ahead. I just thought that was a good, a funny story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just got to finally meet Josh, the the, uh, the famous Josh. <laughs> often, uh, often uh, seen or often heard of, but never seen. Maybe how's that go? I don't know. I don't know. Every Saturday yeah. morning, yeah. right here, <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> like clockwork. That's for sure. Well, yeah. very good. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I know you guys have my rig up there uh, and working on it. Uh, and one of the things that I saw was uh, uh, I keep getting all the updates on my phone that it's getting updated, and I'm wondering if that was a. Uh, error on my part on not having it set up or is it just something when it gets to the dealership they can actually download those updates yeah so there's a lot of uh you know ford is putting more and more into the over the air updates uh that can be done you know uh, while the consumer has the vehicle but there's just certain updates that just you know they don't want to uh force into that thing because during the update process it would just enable the vehicle and they don't want to have uh, consumers have that experience. And so there are certain updates that we just have to do uh, at the dealership. And I think a lot of it is, is part of how long it will take, depending on your wireless network and stuff, what it can push through and that sort of thing. So you're going to get updates that are the, I guess you would say small updates or minor updates from that part, but any kind of a major update or whatever, uh, it's going to have to have us do it. And we've went to, we used to be do everything wireless, Jeff, and now we've actually went and put, uh, actual hard wires in about every other stall in the tech stall now to be able to hook up 
uh, a cat five instead of uh, trying to do wirelessly and stuff. And we've got trucks that set on these updates for over 24 hours at yep. times yep. Uh, of pushing updates into them, things too. So it's, uh, it's crazy the technology is in these cars and it's crazy what we have to go through. And uh, like I said, these technicians anymore today, they're fixing cars with updates. Remember, I used to get made fun of that a while back. You know that well, so it was updates. Well, it was really PCMs, but then nah, it's updates too. Yeah, no, it yeah. yeah. PCMs are long. <laughs> it was ago. it was both, but yeah. <laughs> Jeff just get you a speed on that. Hey, something wasn't working right or whatever. Put a PCM in that, that's the powertrain control module. Now we got these modules all over these cars. Yeah. Back then it might have been two. We got a PCM and a and a BCM body control module. Now we got all these other different modules running everything from that part. But yeah, they they kept a tally on how many times I they put a PCM in it that didn't fix it. But how many times did it fix it? I don't know. They didn't give me that. They didn't give me the credit when it fixed it. They only gave me credit when it didn't fix it. <laughs> and then we went through the aspect of I always said update everything because I'm yeah. the big update guy. As soon as my phone's got that update, I want the update. I want the new freshest everything from that part. And uh, I used to get made fun of that. Put an update in. Put the update in. Now, guess what? Today, a lot of updates fixing a lot of these cars. Is there sure. is a there is a hundred percent, you know, truth to that for sure. But then also, there's uh, so many times. I mean, and you have to you have to get there. But so these they're so interconnected and you know webbed together that you go and update <laughs> one thing and something else that another is, one out. yeah that is not even remotely related to anything that you're needing to do or work on or whatever. It, it, now you got to go back because they all got to communicate together and be on the same platform, basically. So I don't know that uh, Ford's Ford said that they're investing a lot in, uh, you know, the software side of this business and trying to bring all that stuff more in-house versus, uh, you know, a third, party. Uh, a third party, which I think is a great idea just because right now, you know, you have all these different modules and, and systems and they're, they work great when they're by themselves, but then you put them all together and it's making them function all together in those cases. And so if, uh, if they're in control of all of it, you know, I think that's going to be uh, definitely better for the consumer in the long run. So very excited to see what, you know, what the new year is bring. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating at times. I remember Jake wanted to update his F-150 to get the blue cruise on it. Uh-huh. And it sat out here for 90 days because we were waiting on a part that they thought was wrong with it. Put that part in it. Guess what? That still didn't fix it. Come to find out it was one letter or one number or whatever in the software program they'd sent down to his truck. They crashed it. Changed that part number. Boom. Back going. But it sat out here for 90 days. And I wasn't, I mean, that wasn't anything. We we were doing everything that we could do. Uh, It was just the information that was given to us for the truck was corrupt. Uh, And so it's... uh, the technology is great and the functionality of it is, is, uh, is awesome as well. Uh, when they're working and you know, you, you hear stories like that, but it's very far, far and few and in between, uh, for sure. But there are cases of it happening uh, yep. as well. So, so anyway, Tim, we're getting close on your expedition. I know it's still an intensive care as I call it. <laughs> and I think we're I figured you'd give me an update when it was ready. Uh, but I'm like you. I, you know, I know you get upset about, you know, I get on all these forums after I bought the truck. And uh, when somebody gets an update before me, I get all, all bit out of shape. Want my truck to get the latest and greatest on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's kind of what we're going to have to do each time you come here, no matter whether it needs anything or not. You're going to have to bring it by. We're going to have to see if there's any updates to put in it. That's because you're so far away from us and stuff, too. 
well, at least you guys are nice enough people. To, it's fun to come hang out down there anyway. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, <clears throat> well, anyway, Jeff, we'll keep you updated on your expedition. I think it's in the body shops where it's at. Yeah. And at least I knew that's where it was headed to get the paint flaws taken care of and stuff on it, too. So, uh, not sure how much longer we'll have it, but we'll take good care of her while she's here. Well, sounds good. I appreciate it. Y'all have a great morning. You too. Thanks for calling, buddy. Talk to you soon. Good. Okay, we are going to cut her short because Josh has got to get to a football I game. I am headed out. Got two left. So Two games ago, yeah. so we're going to cut her a little short day to give Josh enough time to get back to Haven to the biggest – what do we call what do we call in Haven? Hall says the big, biggest little city in Kansas, they say. Or as Jeff, as, as Jesse says, and the, the best town in the country. So I don't know what we're going to call Haven. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're going to call it home. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Josh is going to head out here. We're going to cut it a little short today. So Josh, get time to watch. Uh, I can't remember. It's Connor. Playing. Connor. Connor's yep. playing today. Yep. I couldn't remember if it's Cole or Connor. Was and they're playing, playing uh, Trinity too. Really? Yeah. 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 Jake and Ellie be fighting on that side. With me. <laughs> <laughs> so that ought to be. I'll be interested to see how that goes. So anyway, everybody, thanks for everybody watching, listening. Uh, as always, we got to thank these great sponsors, BG Products. Great, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Melon Ford. All the great partnership we have with them and the, the vehicles we give them to go keep testing and stuff, too. It's always exciting for me to come back and see those vehicles when they take them and test them and put all their chemicals in them and stuff like that, too. So thanks for the great partnership with everybody there at BG. Uh, Big Corner Creative for all your advertising needs. Anything you need to help advertise your company, web page design, vehicle wraps, race car wraps, window tent, anything to help advertise your company. As Jesse and the guys say, just Google us. And also go to rent. Hey, got a great fleet of vehicles. Finally, Stannis, we've yep. got him geared up, ready to go. The holiday seasons are coming, but I would still get, if you need something bigger, a 12 or 15 passenger van to get to grandma's house for the holidays, make sure you get here and get in line for Stan here at go to rent right inside here at Milhelm Ford. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a great Saturday, and we will talk to you next Saturday, nine o'clock.